I'm Luke Story. I'm Christine Loria. I'm Natasha Kingsbury. I'm Angie Check. Hi, I'm Ricky Lake. I'm Dr. Aaron Eugwin McMorrow. I'm Ben Joseph Stewart. I'm Bliss Young. I am Dr. Jacob Egbert. I'm James Goodlatte. I'm Kyle Kingsbury. I'm Lily Nichols. I'm Mark Groves. I'm Sarah Gustafson. I'm Jesse Golden. I'm Dr. Stuart Fishbein. I'm Marin Green. I'm Kelly Brogan, MD. Je m'appelle Rick Safries, et c'est le podcast du gynécologue holistique. Hello, I'm Paul Check, and this is the Holistic OBGYN Podcast. Enjoy. What is up, my fam? This is episode 85. If you've listened all the way to 85, I should be sending gold stars out there. I know there are some of you that are like really ride or die fans, and I appreciate you so much. Hang on, I got to take a sip. I'm drinking uh, the Organifi Gold tonight. They're one of our sponsors. I'll tell you about them in a second. But if you, man, if you add Organifi Gold to some coconut cream, like coconut milk, oh my gosh, it's so delicious. It's so freaking good. Mandy Miles is my guest today. This is episode 85. We're going to be taking the holistic approach to hormone balancing. You see so many influencers and TikTokers and Instagrammers and God knows who out there saying how to eat to support your hormones. And it's like, eat more of flax seeds and eat less of this and that. And it's like this, it's like another shopping list where if you just follow this list, everything should be fine. Only it's not fine because it requires a holistic approach. You are not just a machine for the last freaking time. So people give, you know, uh, you know, throw a lot of flack, you know, towards people like Maddie Miles. But Maddie Miles is a board certified herbalist. Like this is what she does. She went to all the school in order to do this and uses herbs, foods, etc. in order to help timing our nutrient intake with the cycle episode. Before we get into it, Let's talk about our sponsors real quick. First off, we've got Fullwell. Fullwell Fertility provides some of the, it, it, hands down, the best prenatal vitamin on the market. If you compare the back of this label to any brand you find in the store, their grocery store, you're going to just be appalled that they're charging that much money and not even meeting the bare minimum of what's required in pregnancy. Now, granted, prenatal vitamins do not replace healthy diet, movement, sleep, hydration, etc., but it wouldn't hurt to add on a little insurance policy in order to round out any little bucket that isn't quite full from a diet. Because as we know, 100 years ago, food was far more nutritious. And even if you get the best quality stuff, you're still looking at probably suboptimal nutrition compared to what our grandparents were eating way back in the day. So especially now that everything's laden with glyphosates and other shit. So full well is owned and operated by Ayla Barmer. She's coming on the podcast soon. I can't wait for you to hear that episode. She oversaw the development of their four products, which is the prenatal vitamin, a men's virility vitamin, their nourish nerves tonic, which helps to calm the sympathetic nervous system and balance out that sympathetic, parasympathetic, yang and yin imbalance that many of us carry around. And then they just released their fish oil. So if you go to fullwellfertility.com, use code BELOVED10, you'll save 10% on everything. Ayla Barmer is an LDN. She oversaw the production of all these products all the way through the manufacturing process. So you know that it's quality. And that's why Fullwell has been um, regaled in so many publications as having the best prenatal vitamin on the market. So go to Fullwell, support them, get yourself some vitamins. Even if you're early in your conception journey, it's never too late to start, especially whenever you consider like vitamin B6 is a surefire way 
at the right dose of preventing pregnancy-induced nausea and the complications therein. So start taking your prenatals early. Even if you're thoughtful about getting pregnant, get your prenatal vitamins. These are very reasonably priced and they're loaded with nutrition and you're getting a discount if you go to fullwellfertility.com, use code BELOVED10. Immune Intel HCC, oh my gosh, what can I not boast about this product? So normally when we talk about mushrooms, this is a functional mushroom supplement. We normally talk about the fruiting bodies. That's the caps. That's the stems. We're not necessarily talking about the mycelia, but this product, HCC stands for active hexose correlated compound. It's cultured from the mycelia of shiitake mushrooms, which is a product that's been experimented with since the 80s in Japan. And they've seen all sorts of benefits from this stuff, you know, and they have clinical research to back it up. Immune regulating benefits for things like cancer and liver disease. Um, it's super safe because it's, it's technically a functional food. This is not a synthesized pharmaceutical, which is so awesome to me. And here's the three things that you can, that you can count on from this. It improves your immune, immune surveillance by boosting NK cells. Those are the natural killer cells and T cells by up to 300%. Um, it c- improves the communication between these cells. So this is an immune system optimizer, not just booster, not just enhancer. It optimizes it so that the whole system is working with all of your other systems, including your adrenals and your nervous system. So it regulates stress hormones like cortisol. A lot of people, when they start talking, uh, taking this, they say they feel more balanced, leveled out. Kind of like when you come off of birth control, you're like, whoa, I can see the world again. The last thing it does is it decreases systemic, uh, systemic inflammation. So all of these things are related to inflammation, chronic inflammation, and disease, disease processes. The other added benefit is that specifically for my female clients, if you've got a persistent HPV infection, they have clinically demonstrated that this supplement alone can help to clear that HPV infection. Now, just like I said with prenatal vitamins, you still need to cover your bases. Diet, movement, hydration, breathing, sleep, mindset, EMF mitigation, you've got to get all those covered. Like that's the, that's the entry, that's the, the, the anti-up. If you want to play, you got to pay. But now you've got this persistent HPV infection. You're doing everything else. You maybe maybe even adopted a, a yoni steaming practice under my care. Add on immune intel HCC. Let's get rid of that HPV so you don't develop cervical cancer or even cervical dysplasia and end up with painful biopsies and everything else. You can go to the medicine podcast. Go to their their medicine cabinet there and use code beloved ten, and you'll save ten percent on a bottle. I take it every day just because I know it's supporting my body and it's making me feel better. I feel better. I sleep better etc. So go and save yourself some money, clear that HPV, get your immune system working again, regulate those stress hormones. Just just do what's, just do the, the good thing. <laughs> um, Bioptimizers is also supporting this episode. This was a popular one because Maddie Miles is such a gift to the planet. Bioptimizers um, makes a one of the best sleep aids on the market. Magnesium Breakthrough is, uh, it, com- it combines seven different types of magnesium and if you feel like you're not super rested in the morning or you, you do get rest, but you struggle to fall asleep, go to magbreakthrough.com slash and pick up a bottle of this stuff. Take two capsules with a tall glass of water 30 minutes before bed. I guarantee you're going to find it easier to fall asleep and you're going to feel way more rested in the morning. 
And on top of that, if you use the link I just said, which I'm going to put in the show description, you're also going to get some extra goodies. They're going to throw in Masszymes, P3OM, and HCL breakthrough. Masszymes is better for digestive. It's a, it's a digestive enzyme um, compound. P3OM, they describe it as the Navy SEAL of probiotics. So you support your microbiome. You're better digesting and, and absorbing uh, nutrients from your food. And then, of course, HCL uh, breakthrough is going to add acid into that first compartment in your stomach in order to further digest those proteins and and long-chain polypeptides before they go into the duodenum. If you don't have enough acid, the food regurgitates and you get what's called heartburn or reflux. Your doctor will say, block the acid, which takes the pain of the acid away, but you haven't fixed the issue, which is that you don't have enough acid to break the food down, which just throws your entire gut system off. You don't digest your food. You're not getting any nutrients absorbed from your food. So go to Bioptimizers, uh, go to magbreakthrough.com slash holisticobjuane to take advantage of this unique deal for listeners of the show. If you buy three bottles or more, you're going to start getting goodies from their, their gut health assortment that I just mentioned. And last but not least, Organifi. Well, I always talk about their vanilla, um, their vanilla uh, shake which I combine with like the mushy love and it makes this incredible snickerdoodle. But this time I want to talk to you a little bit about their red juice. Sometimes I don't want to take caffeine in the morning. I know, heretic. <laughs> but instead, sometimes I'll take a little break from, from caffeine and I'll mix up in my shaker the red juice from Organifi. And this thing is packed with healthy stuff. Red beets, rhodiola, cordyceps, which is an adaptogenic mushroom, reishi, another adaptogenic mushroom. These are functional mushrooms that help with balance, energy, longevity, promote recovery, repair, etc. They also have some freeze-dried berries, ginseng, lemons, some prebiotics to help you digest it. Sometimes I will add a little bit of LMNT, which I also have a code for on my shop at belovedholistics.com um, slash shop. Um, I'll add a little bit of that to it to get that like kind of tanginess of the citric acid, but even the red juice alone is so amazing. If you want to try their red juice, I can't recommend it enough. This is like your natural energy boost, whether it's in the morning or it's in the middle of the day and you just need a little a little pick-me-up. Go to Organifi.com slash Beloved, pick up their red juice and pick up their vanilla protein powder, pick up all their stuff. This company is amazing. I know the owners of all three of these companies and I, I swear by... Like they like, I admire them because I want to be able to put that much heart and soul into, into their products. So into my products, I mean, as they're putting into theirs. So I am, uh, I feel very, very grateful to have them on the show. So show them some love so they can keep supporting the show. Let's get into my conversation now with Maddie Miles. We're going to talk everything related to balancing your hormones through diet, lifestyle, and some directed supplementation through the eyes of a board certified herbalist. Enjoy. Maddie Miles of Peace, Love, and Hormones, welcome to the show. What gives you the right to talk to people about their hormone health? Who are you and and why on earth are you out there preaching? (laughs) Great question, Nathan. So, you know, long story short, and um, we can for sure make this a long story if you think your listeners would value from that, but I got into the the health and wellness space from a very young age, about 10 years old, because of a bunch of diagnoses I had received as a very young kid and really, really struggling with my health. So I was in the system, so to say, the conventional medical system for about eight years. 
before my parents, who I was still under their care at the time, found an integrative health and wellness uh, clinic within Chicago, which is where I grew up. So that is how I originally got into the space. I was very sick from a young age. So this has always been before I made this into a business that I work at every single day. It was my life just because I needed to heal myself. I was very, very sick. And a few of those diagnoses that I received, although I'm you know, a little skeptical of them, I was struggling with insomnia, anorexia, amenorrhea, uh, depression, chronic panic attacks. And so amidst it all, right, I was trying to learn how to heal my own body and learning a crap ton about the body, about the mind. And I decided to study nutrition and dietetics in undergrad. And literally within the first semester, I knew that that was not my, that was not my long-term for me personally, because it very closely mimicked everything that I had experienced for eight years as a patient within the traditional medical system. And so amidst all of that, I knew, you know, Hey, this, this hasn't healed me. This isn't really the way that I want to practice in the future. It's not the way that I'm currently addressing all of my imbalances with this integrative uh, health and medicine clinic, which I had been with at all throughout my undergrad years. So four years, most of the appointments were virtual, but whenever I'd go back to Chicago for breaks, I would see them in person. We would do all any type of like in-person scanning and testing that needed to be done, but I was learning so much and I was actually feeling better. So I knew where I wanted to nestle in, where I wanted to study um, post-grad, undergrad, excuse me, post-undergrad. And Amidst all of that, although I was improving, I was still on hormonal birth control. I took the pill. I took the combo pill. I was on it for a total of six years. And although my health was improving in many ways, it was also getting worse in various ways. My sophomore year of college, as I remember it, I mean, I was just in and out of the ER room pretty frequently. And I thought I was having a heart attack multiple times. And that was because I was having panic attacks for the first time ever, like true, true panic attacks, couldn't breathe, chest closing up. And it was due to the pill. I didn't know that at the time. I still didn't even stop the pill two years after that point. And just never really got answers though. And, you know, I had insomnia. So it was like, okay, Ambien for the insomnia and Xanax for the panic attacks. And yeah, the classic story. Yeah. And no one was really addressing it with the exception of the integrative practice in Chicago. And it was when I had done a QEEG brain scan, the neurologist, integrative neurologist told me that he would rather have me sleep two hours taking nothing than sleep six to eight hours on Ambien and that it was deteriorating my brain. And, and that's when I really started to get nervous about the medications that I was taking. So Although it was really tough, um, I stopped all the medications. The the side effects that come down from those was really, really brutal. Again, this is all amidst undergrad mm. when everyone's having fun and partying. And, you know, I, not that I uh, particularly cared too much. I was always kind of an old soul. I liked going to bed earlier, you know, making my herbal teas, um, just caring about my health. And I really had to. This was a full time job for me. And, Eventually, I was at a women's 
luncheon. This is in Austin, Texas, actually. And two women started talking about this book they were reading called Beyond the Pill by Dr. Jolene Brighton. And they were convinced, one of the women was convinced that that was the root cause of all of her gut issues that she had been dealing with for as long as she could remember. So that was the first time that I really, you know, I wouldn't say it was the first time. Of course, I, I knew that hormonal birth control was unnatural. And I knew that I was taking this pill every single day at noon and it didn't feel totally aligned with me, right? Because I I didn't even own Advil. So if I ever had a, a hangover headache or, you know, any type of pain or inflammation, I would turn to herbs, I would turn to CBD. So I knew there was something a little bit off. I didn't feel 100% aligned in any way with hormonal birth control, but I also thought that was the only way to prevent pregnancy. So I was really curious and intrigued by their conversation, and it led me to order the book, Beyond the Pill, which was the first of many books that I ended up reading. Started listening to any podcast that I could find with like Alyssa Vitti or Dr. Jolene Brighton, um, Sarah Gottfried, a lot of like the big names in this space. Like I, I call them the, the pioneers of this space, and really just started consuming all of this information until I finally felt the courage. And also that I had that foundation of knowledge in order to come off the pill. So it did not stop there though. Although a lot of my symptoms, especially like the insomnia completely cleared up within two weeks of stopping the pill, I still had a lot of work to do, which led me to go into, I I knew that I wanted to continue learning, but I wanted it to be more structured. So, you know, at that point I was kind of just like, I would wake up and be like, what do I want to learn today? And then I would choose, you know, said book or podcast or whatever it was. Right. But I wanted it to be more structured. And so that was that. And then also the combination of not being able to find in a doctor, an OBGYN, a practitioner, anyone to really help me. And because of my history of an eating disorder and just having been through like the system and seeing all these different medical specialists, I was super, super picky. I wanted someone to like essentially speak the same language of me in terms of like, it's beyond just like stopping the pill and like giving you bioidentical hormones to get your period back. Like I wanted to really work on it, you know, like on all the different levels in order for my body and mind to feel safe in order to have a period again. So, you know, diving into like healing childhood trauma, ancestral trauma, we we found out there's a lot of links in, you know, my line of of women in my family with eating disorders and all of the things. So, you know, I wanted someone who spoke that language, couldn't find anyone. Also, I'm a Leo. Uh, that's my sun sign and I'm very stubborn. So I decided I'm just going to do this myself. I spend hours a day researching anyway, may as well do it underneath, you know, a school and have it be really structured. So I went back to school. I'm a board certified integrative health practitioner. I specialized in women's health. Um, because that hits home for me. I'm a woman and I've been really sick for more of my life than I haven't been sick. Um, so that's, you know, why it hits home for me and herbalism, herbal medicine specifically, I became familiar with in my undergrad years. I didn't fully appreciate it or not that I didn't appreciate it. I just didn't fully understand it until I actually went and studied it. So I studied um, herbalism. I'm still actually in a program right now for to be a clinical herbalist. I don't have any desire to open up a clinic um, and see patients just for like herbal consultations. It's more so because I just flip in 
love plants. <laughs> and again, it goes back to the, you know, I had a few months where I was like, okay, I'm going to take a break from like schools and programs and just kind of like flow. And it just, I, I like, I appreciate the structure, right. Of like someone telling me like, this is what you're learning today. Whereas before, like, I was just like, what do I want to learn today? And there is beauty in that for sure. But just my personality, I really like that structure. So so that is why I do what I do, right? So I got into this because I was struggling and I was like, I want to figure this out for myself. And then for my future children and all of my loved ones, present and future, I want to be the healer for myself and for us all. And then realizing once I got into this space that there's a huge lack and I was not by any stretch of the means, the only woman and the only person with a period who was struggling with this stuff. I realized that actually way, way more women are struggling with this than not. And so I found a niche. Um, I started health and wellness blogging, I think five years ago, I started long before I started Peace Love Hormones, before I, you know, started my podcast. It's all been like a very slow progression for sure. I just released my first herbal remedy a year ago. It was a year ago, actually, Nathan and I, when you and I had recorded our podcast on my, on my channel, it was like, but just a year. And I just released my second formula, which is an herbal bitters formula for daily digestive and um, detoxification support. So, okay. So let's pause. Let's pause. That was a big giant (laughs) uh, outpouring of your experience. A nurse practitioner reached out to me and said, Mm -hmm. what on earth does this person think they're doing? Because I told, I told everybody on Instagram, I was like, I'm interviewing this amazing woman, Maddie Miles. And we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the business of birth control because that's how you and I met. You were just about to get into that. But this nurse practitioner says, what on earth? Why does, you know, I can't believe that this person thinks they can develop a supplement. How, how incorrigible that a person would develop a supplement and they're not even a medical professional. Let's pause and let's, let's jump off that diving board real quick. What, why, why on earth yeah. should people be trusting you and not some triple board certified nerd from Harvard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just want to say I'm not offended, first of all. Although I was taken aback a little bit when you had texted me that, Nathan, in full honesty, because I've never received that before. I'm in this beautiful niche. My community is just, you know, they come over to my page and they follow me because they understand herbal medicine and they This person also follows you. I don't know what, I don't know what their beef was, but it was maybe they were just jealous that I wasn't interviewing them (laughs) that I can chalk it up to that, but maybe So to answer her question. I mean, I think we have to dispel a couple of things, right? Like this whole belief that I used to have as well. And I do notice myself even sometimes like a fleeting thought or it's not even a thought it's more like a a feeling but that doctor is god right and and we think this and we you know we feel this in ourselves because from a very young age it's like whenever something is wrong even if it says something as small as like a sore throat we get scared and we go let's call the doctor right when a lot of this stuff, you know, if we just really like felt into ourselves, if we knew and studied nature, what's just right outside in abundance, then we would know how to help ourselves. So there's this fear, right? Of like, we don't know how to heal ourselves. And then we have this belief that, you know, further confirms that fear that like, there's this doctor who just knows it all, which no human knows it all. I do not know it all. Nathan does not know it all. No one just knows it all, right? 
And with doctors, I mean, I thought that was pretty a pretty comical comment because it's not even like doctors get that in like the traditional medical schooling. There's no like, you know, coursework for a semester or years or, you know, however long on like how to actually create herbal medicine or create supplementation. So actually being <laughs> board certified, like integrative health practitioner and herbalist, I actually did learn that stuff, yeah. you know, like I learned, you know, I just, well, first of all, you have to learn about plants, right? And then you learn like what there's so many, so what, and there's so many different species as well within the genus. So like what is used for what, depending on gender and age and what they're experiencing, where they live, what time of the year it is, like all of this stuff, right? And then how to actually create the medicine from that. So is it a tincture? Is it a powder form in a capsule? Is it uh, a salve or an ointment, you know, cream? So I, to answer her question, you know, a doctor shouldn't, not that they shouldn't, but don't assume that they do know this unless they went out and did a program and went to school like I did for it. Right. So you can have a medical doctor for sure. Right. Who, who speaks that language and who appreciates that we see all of these medical doctors, um, even yourself, Nathan, who are turning the holistic route, but that's definitely not a given. I mean, I can tell you for sure that all the doctors, the plethora of doctors that I have seen before I got into the into the practitioner in the holistic space myself, no one brought up herbs. In fact, the only time we ever talked about herbs was like, uh, oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> I was told that it was dangerous to use herbs. And, and I was like, really? Like, you think it's more dangerous? And this is before I started studying it. But I was like, is it really more dangerous than the ambient I'm taking? You know, yeah, right. um, like taking some hops or valerian root before bed, like, can that really be more dangerous? So there's just, there's a lack of knowledge. There's a lack of respect uh, within like the traditional medical community. Now, again, I'm not coming at doctors because I think that a lot of them are, they wanted to learn more. They didn't want to just keep prescribing, prescribing, prescribing. And so they went off and veered off the path and they went and they studied that and they learned how to do that. But not everyone knows how to do that. So to answer your question, also, I do want to give myself some slack here because most of the supplements in the US at least, I'm not talking about anywhere outside of the US, but let's just focus on the US, right? It's a very unregulated industry. So, you know, anyone and their grandma can go and make a supplement if they want. So they don't have to go through supplementation form, uh, formulation classes or certifications or herbal mastery programs. Like they can just create one if they want. They can also white label products, which is very easy to do nowadays. And I'm starting to learn the gravity of that as well. How many people, even doctors, medical doctors are just white labeling products. Um, but to truly spend like the time and the energy and just to devote that passion and, and love into what I've done and to go the extra mile with the testing, with making sure that they're all organic, making sure that the herbs are harvested at the right time of the year and preferably picked before morning hours. Like all of these things, right? That, mm. you know, I I want to give myself some And again, it's like that fleeting feeling of like, oh yeah, who am I? I, I didn't go to, you know, traditional medical school. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't for exactly. a reason, you know, <laughs> <That's exactly right. laughs> like it's not just like the common people and doctors, like there are so many healers in our community. Um, 
And so, and that's my role, right? I, I could still go back to traditional medical school if I wanted to, but in my eyes, it would be a waste of time and money. I would rather spend that money furthering my herbal education, um, furthering ways of you know, healing trauma within the body and how that manifests in so many ways and manifests into period pain and menstrual irregularities. So, you know, I don't have any interest in spending my time doing that. Now, mad props to anyone who does do that because it is a lot of time and energy. I'm not bashing any of you all, right? All I have is love to give, but um, I just ask that people give love and respect to all the healers in the community. I think that, you know, if the more that we can do that, the happier and more safe our society will feel. Yeah. Well, you may not want to bash the doctors, but I'm happy to, because uh, <laughs> I've done about four months of research on the history of women of, of Western medicine that I released a two to three hour podcast just about a week ago before this recording. And when you read about the way that women healers and traditional healers, pretty much everybody who wasn't a part of the uh, agenda of the creation of the medical industrial complex in the turn of the 19th century was sort of discarded, right? There was a lot of profit. There was a lot of money to be made from, let's say, from the women's health point of view, from the immigrants and otherwise non-white population of the early United, you know, of the, of the industrializing United States. And so the way that, that we were able to effectively eliminate other types of healing so that everybody was convinced that they not only needed to go to the to the hospital for babies, but they, to have their babies, but to also get treated for anything under the sun, we we effectively uh, characterized all of the other traditional healers, including the herbologist, the Chinese medicine docs, the Ayurvedic specialists, the acupuncturists, the chiropractors, the everything, everything unless the you were a regular doctor, as they called it, was scorned and characterized as quackery. I mean, this is. This, this dates way, way back. I mean, it, it has, it, it's not like a new thing. But when a doctor advertises themselves as having all the answers just because they have MD after their name, like you said, we are, we're shooting ourselves in the feet because we don't have the training in, in nutrition, let alone herbs and creating tinctures and, and call them potions, call them whatever you want. If they work, they work. And um, this is what happened with homeopathy and everything else. So um, we're shooting ourselves in the foot because if we want to say you should only go to the doctor for your healing or a net nurse practitioner or a whatever, then we're missing out on this entire compendium of knowledge of people who have actually spent, instead of 20 years studying surgery and pharmaceuticals, they've been studying herbs, plants, what have you then you're missing out on the opportunity to actually provide your, your, your client, your patient with the care that they need. So there's a little bit of humility that comes in what you're saying. And I wish a lot of doctors, this is the only bashing point I'll make is that you, we need to be more humble about where our lane is and we can stay in our lane and do the things that are required of the conventional medical model. There's no harm in that, but we also need to be able to, to understand where our boundaries begin and end so that we can actually provide the care that is required. And it's not necessarily going to come through the lens of surgery and pharmaceuticals or hormonal contraception. Right. Yeah. And I think that just, you know, comes with being human, right? It's like, lose the ego a bit. Like, I mean, I've met herbalists as well who need to lose the ego. Like there, you use everyone for a certain thing, right? So if someone just broke a bone, literally just broke their bone, they're not going to come to me. They're going to go to the ER. They're going right. to, you know, make sure that it's actually broken, see where it's broken. 
et cetera. But then they'll come to someone like me to speed up the healing process, right? And to reduce inflammation, to reduce that pain. That's when we'll turn to what I practice. Yeah. So it's like a, it's a community, right? And, you know, my response to anyone, to that woman or to anyone who has those thoughts is, Stay in that system, stay in the traditional medical system for as long as you can until you realize that you're not getting any better. Because I did that for eight years. I was in it for eight years and I'm not just like, oh, an appointment here and there, like once or twice a year, I was seeing someone every single day. I was hospitalized four different times. So, you know, a really, really deep, strenuous healing journey on my end that, you know, we finally realized we're like, she's not getting any better. So we need to figure out something else. And the true healing, the only reason why I am where I am today with clear, vibrant skin and thick, strong hair, and I can, you know, go work out. I can be outside. I can do all these things. I can build a business. I can have a relationship and take care of my dog. All of these things and travel the world is because I actually got better. So, you know, I'm like walking proof. I didn't just study it all, um, you know, for the sake of, having those titles behind my name and for the sake of creating a business. Like I said, I was doing this long before I ever started a business before I even knew I wanted to start a business. So, um, so yeah, I mean, thank you, Nathan, for, for saying that because it's, you know, it's tricky water sometimes. And like I said, I don't get like hit with negative messages or anything like that. So I was like a little bit surprised, but also like kind of laughed about it. You know, I think I, it did kind of put me back into my place in terms of like, again, I'm in this beautiful community, both online and offline where everyone like speaks the same language in terms of like natural medicine, natural healing, just like holistic living, all of the things. And, and then I forget sometimes though, that some people still have to make their way over. Right. And it's everyone's own journey. But that being said, not everyone is on this journey right now. And I don't take offense to it. I can't let it impact my day. It's one of those things you're like, okay, a quick little breath exercise, release that energy. And it's not mine anymore, you know, because I know the gravity of what I'm doing and what I have been doing. And I actually get messages that I have never once sent to an actual doctor before of like, Maddie, like I finally feel great again. I'm not bloated. My skin has cleared up. I'm sleeping well. My periods are coming every 21 to 35 days. I just feel energized and happy and healthy. My libido's back, right? So, um, you know, I hold on to those type of messages. It was pretty ironic. Like I read your text and then after I responded, hopped on Instagram and got another one of those beautiful yeah, messages of just how amazing they're feeling. And I'm like, <laughs> so you and I met at the business of birth control and you had mentioned that you were on birth control for a while. A lot of women are going to find your work and they're going to say, oh man, here's somebody I can relate to. When you watched the film, obviously a lot of your experiences were probably reflected there. What was one of the big takeaways? Uh, like, like what was one of the, maybe the more surprising things? So l- let me back up the film I'm talking about. Everybody is the business of birth control. It's Ricky Lake and Abby Epstein's new film. I just released an interview with them which was, I was listening to it at the gym the other day. And by the way, we have a little friend visitor here, Everly Rosa's in my lap for the first time during an interview. We're trying it out. So if you hear cute baby noises, it's not my stomach, you know, hungry uh, for some peace, love and hormones. It's uh, a little baby. But anyways, we, we did this film screening in Austin and the film is remarkable. And the, if you want to know more about it, the uh, interview uh, that I did with Ricky and Abby was was exceptional. I, I like I will pat myself on the back for it because we really kind of got to the crux of the 
informed consent that's lacking around this. Not that there's a right or wrong for any anything under the sun. It's just a matter of a person having the information and then being able to make a, a decision. So we did the screening in Austin. You happened to be there. That's how you and, I, you and I connected. And we had a little panel discussion afterwards. It was a really lovely evening. There was about 15% of the, the crowd was men, which I found was a really interesting thing. What was one of the surprising parts for you after seeing the film or maybe even through the questioning in the panel? Well, can I just say, how dare they make a documentary not being medical doctors? <laughs> Touche, Maddie Miles. Touché. Make a documentary about hormonal birth control. Um, yeah, right. No, I just, I had to. I love jokes. But so my thoughts on it, my biggest takeaway, I mean, well, to answer your original question, like, could I connect to any of it? Yes. And, you know, like sitting there, I went through all of the emotions, right? Because there was some humor in the documentary. So there are some laughs, but then there's also tears, sadness, Mm -hmm. there was anger and frustration. And ultimately there was hope at the end. And having been in this space for years and years, you know, it still never fails to shock me and really just make me like all of these feelings just churn inside of like my whole being of, again, like the anger, the frustration and the sadness, you know, learning about just like all of the the nastiness and the shadiness that goes on mm. then like the FDA and just the pharmaceutical business and that whole industry. And who are the guinea pigs? Who are the ones suffering from it? Yeah. Women. And, and those with, you know, periods, especially when it comes to hormonal birth control, you know, not even touching on the other pharmaceuticals that are out there. But, you know, I think the, the biggest takeaway for me And not that I didn't already know this, not that I didn't, you know, that one couldn't assume this, but seeing those little bits within the documentary of, you know, those, the board members, right. And the founders of those pharmaceutical companies, and then having the parents of daughters who had passed away from their hormonal contraceptive usage and them kind of, you know, going back and forth and arguing with each other and just seeing like, it just, they didn't seem like humans, the, the board members, you know, the people on the panel. Yeah. It just made me feel like Bunch of old white sick guys. to my stomach. Yeah. Like jolted of like, oh my gosh, like their their soul has left their body. Yeah. You know? Um, and it just made me so sad. It made me sick to my stomach. And and I would say that would that was probably like the most riveting part of the film for me was um was seeing that because I've never, I've heard the stories of course, and I've read, I've read the news articles of these women who have died, but to really see them there on screen and to see their parents as well. And to hear their parents speak was something completely new and yeah, it was jolting, you know, it's, it's really disgusting. I know that from personal experience, I wasn't told any of what I know now and what the film was talking about in terms of like the side effects of birth control, both short-term and long-term. Yeah. I'm still dealing with the long-term side effects. I wish I could say that, you know, within two weeks of hopping off and just stopping it, that I was better, but. Is it mostly your gut that you're still feeling from the. It's my gut. And you mm-hmm. took the pill. Was that the, your, your, your poison of the du jour? I took, yes. The poison of, <laughs> of my choosing was, uh, <laughs> was the combo pill. Okay. And Everything else has, you know, been great. I went through that that phase of the hair falling out and 
very, very, you know, anxious about like four months after stopping the pill, but also I had herbs to my rescue. So, you know, this was my personal experience. I'm not saying like my experience is the standard. Everyone has different experiences and I'm very grateful for how fairly easy mine was, but yeah. Yeah. My gut, you know, it's not a hundred percent. And I have to remind myself as like a practitioner an integrative health practitioner and herbalist, I sometimes want things to be perfect. And I have to remind myself gently that there's no such thing. And we live in this world where we encounter over 144,000 man-made toxic chemicals. Yeah. And <laughs> what was that uh, number again? You know, what is that number? 100, 144,000. It may be more than that. Holy Honestly, smokes. It's increasing at an alarmingly high rate, like yearly. So that may be a little outdated. I think that was like 2018. And that's like in our food, in our in our pharmaceuticals. Like, is that literally in, yeah, in general? Walking outside and breathing the air, oh even my God, you know, that's and, so gross. and I don't, I don't wear, I don't wear makeup. Um, it, it, I do actually have some lip balm, but it's all like herbal based and it's it's all natural. But I don't wear makeup. I don't wear perfume or anything like that. That would add even more, uh, you know, burden to my daily load. But even just walking outside, and I mean, I buy organic. I try to go to the local farmer's market at least three times a month. But still, I mean, our soil quality is totally depleted. That's why so many people say like when they leave the U.S., whether they go to Europe or Colombia or Guatemala, like wherever they are, Costa Rica, they feel better eating the food over there. They typically can even eat their like freshly made daily bread over there and they can't in the U.S. So, you know, that's like a whole other topic of discussion we could talk about for hours in itself are, are depleting food quality you have to have like 12 or so oranges now to equal <laughs> the nutritional quality of like one orange 30, 100 years, 40 ago, years yeah, ago yeah yeah it's, it's so wild. wild so you know and as an herbalist I'm, I'm really passionate about that because it's plants right um so yes with herbal medicine i'm using very specific parts of the plants but uh you know the whole plant is healing and so um anyway that being said my gut is it's getting better for sure, but it's not a hundred percent. Um, and I, and I'm not looking for a hundred percent. I'm looking for 95% right. and I'm more so right. around, like, I would say right now today, July 19th, I'm probably 90%. So I'm just have to go a little bit more, but it's been tough. And this is over two years completely off of hormonal contraceptive. Cause I kind of like, it was this like I stopped it and then it was like, Oh, let's dabble a little bit and then completely stop. So, you know, I haven't had to be on any type of like antibiotics or birth control, anything like that for two and a half years at this point. Uh, Let me ask you about your skin because you're a beautiful woman and you have beautiful skin. So a lot of people who, who go on birth control, they end up going on for like acne, right? There's, there's specific generations Mm -hmm. of progestins that can help with acne on the downside, because of the nutrient deficiencies and the gut dysbiosis, when you actually develop other skin disorders, some autoimmune dermatitis, etc. So uh, I'm looking at you and I'm like, that's not a person who struggles with health. And you're saying, yeah, it's not perfect yet. I'm trying to get back there because you took this these chemicals for so many years. You sound like a great resource for anybody out there who's been on birth control, who maybe sees the film and they're like, oh my God, I got to fix myself. I didn't realize all this stuff was linked to that history of using the pill. Maybe they're not even actively using it or any of the other hormonal contraceptives. Um, You'd be a great resource, I think, for anybody out there looking to restore their health in the post-hormonal contraceptive period in their life. I just want to throw that out there for anybody listening. (laughs) 
Thank you. And that's, that's truly my jam. And thank you for saying that again. It's so easy to be so stinking hard on ourselves, you know, in our own healing journey. And I do remind myself of that every single day. I'm like, where I'm at right now is I'm grateful just where I'm at right now. But knowing that like, there's always new things to learn, new things to try out. As an herbalist, I haven't even touched nearly all of the herbs that there are in existence. So there's always more to to do if, if someone wants to continue to learn and continue to optimize their health. But yes, I do. I love, love working with people when they're coming off of hormonal contraceptive. And in really right beforehand, I really like to start seeing them just because there's prep work that you can do beforehand to help lessen those effects. Um, so I literally have a whole episode that just like is in caps and it says, don't stop the pill cold Turkey. And luckily that has saved a lot of people from just completely stopping Yeah, yeah, yeah. one day and actually doing that prep work beforehand, you know, and you, you even said it yourself, like one of the major ways that birth control is very toxic is it depletes us of essential nutrients that we need vitamins and minerals. And so to start supplementing, even with those via food first, you know, food first, but then also some things I really do recommend is taking a high quality supplement of them because it can be really hard to get from food alone. And also if your gut is compromised from the pill, you're not going to be absorbing all of those nutrients anyway. So, you know, yeah, I know there are a lot of people out there, even on like the natural side who bash supplements and we don't need to over supplement. Right. But, um, there are some things that I think are really beneficial, especially during that transition. You don't have to take it for your whole life, but, uh, you know, stopping hormonal contraceptive is a very unique, uh, time of your life and it requires certain things that future you may not need. Yeah. You know, one of the, um, sorry, there's a baby finger in my mouth right now. Can I have that <laughs> I'm back? loving watching this. Can I, go can I take right my now. mouth back? Um, <laughs> she just learned how to cluck. Can you do the cluck? <laughs> She's like, nope. Camera shy. Nope. I'm just going to suck <laughs> on this headphone. Um, one of the really, uh, one of our sponsors is uh, Full Well Fertility. They make a prenatal vitamin, and I think it's the best on the market. There's a lot of good brands out there, but somebody recently reached out and said, how incorrigible that you're promoting prenatal vitamins. Like, they're just an extension of the pharmaceutical company. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. They are. This is not a replacement for a healthy diet. This is not a replacement for a, an adequate movement program or paying attention to the foods and how they're interacting with your your endocrine systems. But there are people out there making these vitamins in a healthy way that can be best absorbed. And if you are eating a perfect diet, you're still likely ending up in some degree of of nutrient deficiency. So we are not saying replace your entire healthy lifestyle with this magic pill. That is absolutely not what you do, nor, nor what I do. And given what you said about the food system, your food is not as nutritious as it used to be. So we need to be very, very thoughtful about how are we optimizing our nutrition, whether it comes through a very responsibly made prenatal vitamin um, for the male or the female, if it's you're on like a fertility journey, if you're, if, you're, if you're getting some additional nutrition from that on top of your healthy lifestyle is what I'm trying to say, then that actually mm-hmm. should be the goal. We should be supplementing with that because we know that the food system has, uh, has been in decline for about 100 years now. So with the, right. with the advent of modern, modern animal husbandry methods and agricultural techniques. So I want to say that. And there's like another company, Immune Intel AHCC, is the first supplement I've found that has actually been studied through randomized control trial to help support the body in clearing or learning from the message of HPV, 
which as you know, causes certain, you know, can, can lead to cervical cancer. And they, it was also not developed by the way, by a healthcare professional, but by two people, Chase and Mimi, um, of the medicine podcast. And, um, I took it and it's not even just for HPV. It's like, this is a, a substance from mother nature that is helping to restore my body's ability to heal itself. That's all that we're really talking about here. And when we throw a wrench into the mix through a birth control pill or otherwise, that that throws off this delicate orchestration of our feedback loops within our endocrine system. Meaning if there's too much of one hormone, it may cause a decrease in production from some endocrine glands and vice versa if there's, if, if there's too little. The next thing I really want to talk to you about, and this was actually a big problem for me, and it's, it's twofold. The first is that when you put somebody on a birth control pill, it disconnects them from the cycles of nature. And what we're talking about, like your menstrual cycle, your cardiac rhythm, the, the, the way that your SA node in the heart, the way that it's firing and telling you is a reflection of your environment. So you, the greater field, the cosmos, the astrological signs, the lunar cycles, your menstrual cycles, your circadian rhythms, this is all in a state of flow. And now we're going to put a synthetic endocrine disruptor like a birth control pill into the mix. And it's no surprise that the skin issues arise, the gut dysbiosis, the nutrient deficiencies, what we call, quote, mood disorders, where people are profoundly depressed. Like we're, we're developing psychiatric illness as a result of these synthetic endocrine disruptors. So the next thing in, in the big you know, remainder of our conversation, I'd love to, for you to talk about through the lens of an integrative approach to um, the menstrual cycle. Let's maybe talk about that. And also, let's talk about the importance of embracing the menstrual cycle as a part of, of our connection to nature. Because like I said, we put people in those pills and it disconnects them from the rhythms of Mother, of Mother Earth. So can you just take that in any direction you'd like? Because I feel like that's the crux yeah. of, of what I love about what you do. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I flip and love that too. I love living it and I also love teaching it as well. And I think one of like the saddest things I get is, you know, when I, when I do post a video, whether it be on Instagram or TikTok, or it's a podcast and it gets women and menstruators so hyped up, they're like, yes, I want to live like this too. And I want to live in flow, but I'm on the pill. Can I still do this? And I'm like, oh no, you can't. Um, you know, and there's certain things that you can do. It won't be the same, of course, but like flowing with the moon cycles and trying to establish some sort of connection with mother nature. But I mean, gosh, to live in flow and to live conscious with where you're at in your cycle, because it's not just you're bleeding and you're not bleeding. There are major shifts going on in your physiology during the time between the end of one bleed and the start of another bleed. And so to understand those, those changes and to actually change your life in coherence with your hormone fluctuations with all of these biomarkers that are changing, it is, it's life-changing truly. I mean, I've been able to reduce stress in so many ways. I've been able to sleep, not just, you know, oh, I'm asleep for eight hours, but actually like wake up feeling well-rested and rejuvenated and to build a business and to build a successful business because I'm not working myself the same day in and day out and like, you know, crushing my adrenals and then my health is suffering. You know, you see that from so many business owners, no matter what their business is, uh, no matter what gender they're exhausted, especially women. They're like, I'm so exhausted. And when they're not working, they're, you know, in a doctor's office or something because they're so sick. And 
I've just been able to optimize my health in countless ways. Uh, I'll optimize even like my health and my like fitness journey as well, because I used to be, especially on the pill and, you know, coupled with an eating disorder, I would run so much. I was running like six miles a day. Sometimes I would couple that with, um, kickboxing or hot yoga. I was working out so much. Total, total addict. Day. Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and then I stopped the pill and, you know, when I was stopping the pill, I was like, okay, I'm going to take a break from, at that point I was, you know, really, really healed and recovered from my eating disorder. Not that it's, you know, completely forever gone, but it's something that like when it does decide to pop up in times of stress, I have, you know, coping mechanisms for that. It's just like a thought that I'm like, oh, that's funny. That's that that came. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. Bye. See ya. And I, so I took a break from working out and I, I would go on long walks, hikes, you know, here and there, but really just long walks. And I would do restorative yoga until I got my flow back for three months. And then I started to really cycle sync my workouts and, you know, start to do the higher intensity workouts when my testosterone was in abundance. So around ovulation, it just felt better, right? Like most women understand this without really knowing even like the names of the hormones and how they're all changing. They just feel like, oh, I can do, go on like a hike or I can do orange theory essentially without any issue during a certain time of the month. And then the other time of the month, I feel like I'm dying, right? Like I can't breathe as well. You know, I, I don't even want to go, let alone like once I'm actually there, like I don't, I can't really lift the same weights and et cetera, et cetera. So, is, is it generally around ovulation that people want to go, go, go? Yes. Yeah. And unfortunately, some don't feel the best right after ovulation. And that could just be due, I mean, various factors, but usually because their estrogen may have been too high and that plummet just makes them feel like a little sluggish. But for the most part, um, you know, let's just have the situation like that I have, or, you know, just the cycle is healthy, it's consistent. Then around ovulation towards the end of the follicular phase is really when you start to feel like, okay, like I can do like my highest intensity workout, but I still don't encourage one to go and deplete all of their daily energy in a workout because there's so much that we could give our energy to in a given day, you know, and I'm not a bodybuilder. Like if you're looking to be a bodybuilder and compete in competitions, I'm not your girl, but you know, if you just want an overall healthy, balanced lifestyle and you want to move your body, you do want to build muscle. Um, And, you know, just have a healthy weight for you because that's going to be unique for you. Actually tailoring your workouts to where you're at in your cycle is so amazing. And then outside of just working out, social events as well, the type of dates that you have with yourself or with your partners um, and your business, like tailoring all of this around when you are high energy, when you are able to critically think versus when you are more in like the creative flow you can really just optimize your life essentially, you know, um, one of my really good friends is in femtech and she, you know, realized again, building a business that she was so burnt out and working the same day in and day out, because that's what we're told by society realized, okay, this isn't working for my cycle. I'm different every single day of my cycle. So 
she's the founder of Agenda Period, and she created a whole app around like structuring your business and also like just your personal life, but really structuring your business around your cycle. And I pretty much immediately got into that. Like right when I stopped the pill, even before I got my cycle back, I just started really following that method. And you know, it took some like conscious effort on a daily basis for a few months. And now it's something that's just such a flow, right? Like I don't necessarily like have to check the calendar or like even check the moon, like where I'm at in my cycle. I, I really just know, but I've been doing this for years. And I, and I say that not to be like, Oh, look at me, but more so to let people know that that is possible that you don't, um, there are certain things that, especially if you're using this as natural birth control that you should track daily, like your basal body temperature and your cervical mucus. But in terms of just like living, like in how you work out and how you move, move your body, eat, how you plan social outings and all of that travel, even around your cycle really just becomes an intuitive flow after a certain amount of time. But it's beautiful, Nathan. Like I just, I wish that everyone could do it. Like just have the gift of knowing their cycle and, and truly knowing and being able to live with it. You know, you can't do that with hormonal contraceptive. It totally cuts that off. It just, it's non-existent on hormonal yeah. contraceptive. Yeah. So to, um, to have that gift of knowing yourself and having your mood back and your emotions and having them be your emotions. I felt like a mummy on hormonal contraceptive. I mean, I know some people are, everyone has their own experience, but I just felt like a mummy. Like I, nothing really excited me. Nothing really made me too, too sad. I was kind of just like, you know, and now I just have all of these beautiful like downloads every single day. And I understand why I'm feeling certain ways. Right. Um, and embracing and accepting all of that, not having judgment too, because we live in a society where for some reason, I don't know where this started. I would love, if you know this, Nathan, please let me know, but where we started saying that like women were the emotional ones. And for some reason, men don't have emotions and like, they don't show it. <laughs> yeah, right. What's up with and that? <laughs> it, it's like, it's almost like, because they think like anger isn't an emotion or, you know, whatever. So it's like, why are women the ones who are like so emotional and we do experience emotions, but like, I love those emotions. Right. And it's not any different than men. Like we all experience emotions. I'm in a part, I'm in a partnership with a male and you know, he's a Pisces too. So he really feels those emotions and he's amazing at expressing them. Um, so I just kind of laugh, you know, sometimes when people say that, and I've started to correct people as well. Um, which everyone in, who I've corrected thus far very gently has been so receptive of it. Um, can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck, I, fuck. Yeah, we're okay. <laughs> I just like, I, I like, hate this like phrase, but like, I mean, even the other day, like one of my, my guy friends said like, you know, he's going through something right now and we we're talking about it for a few hours. And he was like, I know I just need a man up. I need to stop being a pussy. And I was like, <laughs> do you realize what you just said? Cause the pussy is one of the strongest things ever. And he's like, can, that thing oh can take gosh. a pounding. Yeah. That's there's no, yeah. no worry there. Jeez. <laughs> it can rip and tear and regrow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he just like paused and he's like, I cannot, be- I, I, I'm embarrassed that I just said that, said that in front of you. And I'm like, it's fine. Like, I used to say it too, right? Because it's just like this phrase that we all grew up with. Um, and I was like, just 
<laughs> don't say that. <laughs> um, and he's like, I won't, I promise. And I'll make sure no other guy says it either. So uh, it's, it's a lot of unlearning I've realized. And you're on the right path if you're just, if you're dedicated to, to the unlearning, right? We're, none of us are perfect and stuff comes up here and there, but unlearning the, the codes and the beliefs that don't serve us and downloading the new and improved ones is what's going to make us like happy and healthy and yeah. just, you know, save humanity. I know, I know that on your, on your, um, on your podcast and also on your social media, you, you, you really demonstrate how a person can eat, you know, and, and change their sort of nutrient intake. I'm using the word nutrient loosely here, guys. I'm not saying you need this much magnesium, whatever. I mean, like there's a variety of foods. Let's say there's a hundred foods you can pick from any meal during some parts of your cycle. You might be leaning into some food groups or some types of foods based on something that, you know, you understand based on the needs of your body, I should say. And then other times of the cycle, you're going to be, you know, veering this direction. Can you t- maybe walk somebody through like a typical, I don't know, a couple months, what your, how your diet might change as you move from the follicular phase to the luteal phase, which is, you know, the middle point of which being ovulation, the end of the luteal phase being menstruation. Can you talk just a little bit about mm-hmm. that? Cause I actually think that's kind of the, the most practical thing that a person can do in their life is forget, even forget supplements and going to the doctor and pills and all that other stuff. Let's just focus on what you're eating and how your, what your body might respond to. And I know it's going to be different for everybody, but maybe talk us through just briefly what your diet might look like over a cycle or two, and then explain why you're, you're catering to certain food groups during different phases. Absolutely. So this is known as like the cycle thinking method, which was coined and developed by Alyssa Beatty. And for anyone who's read her, her work or listened to her podcast, they have probably seen the specific guides. And when I first got into this space, I really listened to those guides, but I took everything with a grain of potassium because I myself having come from a history of anorexia and extreme food obsession and monitoring I felt uneasy about seeing lists and being like, oh, I can only eat a banana during the luteal phase. You know, like some, it didn't feel very feminine the way that like you just kind of flow and you listen right. to your, your body and your intuition, right? So I never really followed it strictly. And the more and more I've been in this space, the more and more that I've been in like the clinic setting where like I am seeing people one-on-one or I am talking and conversing with other people like yourself who are also seeing people one-on-one, A lot of us struggle, whether or not you've been diagnosed with an eating disorder, a lot of us struggle with disordered. It's kind of like pharmaceuticals in the way where like we see an advertisement for a new detox or a diet. And we think like, that's, that's the thing that we have to fixate on. And I saw this interesting perspective. I'm in this group of, you know, a bunch of other fertility awareness method coaches, uh, naturopath doctors who specialize in women's health, like every, it's like a full broad range of us women. And someone typed in a few weeks ago and was like, does anyone else think that cycle thinking is like the new eating disorder? And I was like, Hmm. whoa, that is powerful. And that's, I haven't really been able to put words 
to what I felt. I didn't want to call it like a new eating disorder. You know, that felt like so aggressive a few years ago when I was getting into it. But in a way, it kind of does, which is why I have always preached always that, you know, you can eat any of these foods that any any part of your cycle, right? Yeah. But there are food principles that can be very beneficial. So in general, like, you know, for, so each of the phases, the follicular, the uh, ovulatory phase, slash fertile window, luteal menstrual phase, they all correspond like internally with external seasons as well. So, you know, like a food principle, for example, for the the ovulatory phase, for those who really like that more, kind of raw way of eating. Um, not that you should only be eating raw foods that is really tough on the digestive system, but if you really enjoy smoothie bowls, if you enjoy a fresh, big salad with a a protein and a fat and a carbohydrate, you know, full of fiber, then go ahead and do that. You probably will crave it more during that ovulatory window anyway. And, um, so that's a food principle, more lighter, fresh foods, very high fiber, high water content as well to help with the estrogen detoxification metabolism and to hopefully then prevent PMS when you're entering into the luteal phase, which is really known as like the, the time where people are experiencing all of these symptoms and not a given, you don't have to. So that's why you really nourish yourself beforehand and always. But, and then the luteal phase, you know, this is something that in and of itself can be life-changing for so many people, it's eat more. And there actually is a number on average about how many more calories uh, a woman, a menstruator who's in their reproductive years needs to eat during the luteal and the menstrual phase. But I really stay away from actually saying that number just because food and diet is a it's a, a source of trauma for a lot of women. So I don't want anyone to get fixated on that. But a lot of people notice, oh, my metabolism feels a lot faster and Speed during this phase, right? During this half of my cycle, I'm a lot more hungry. So we really want to aim at keeping blood sugar balanced all throughout your cycle, but especially now to support progesterone. So, you know, I always just say like food principles, a protein, a fat, and a complex carbohydrate at every single meal. Like you said before, it's going to be different for everyone. If you have PCOS with insulin resistance, your carbohydrate intake is going to look a little bit different than someone who doesn't have PCOS with insulin resistance. So, you know, but nonetheless, we need all of the macros, especially carbohydrates, because that's what tells our hypothalamus that like, hey, we're safe to have a period. So uh, you need all of them. You need protein. Um, For anyone who's scared about like bulking up or whatever, we need protein. Uh, We need fats as well, building blocks of healthy hormones and complex carbohydrates. So, um, and then eating more, eating a little bit more like kind of grounding foods during the luteal phase, upping the carb intake a little bit, again, person dependent of what that looks like for you. And very, very nutrient dense foods to really focus on that when you're on your period and right after your period because of your bleed and depleting of essential vitamins and minerals via the bleed. It's just a time to really focus on nutrition. So uh, that's also like tying into why I really prefer for myself and everyone to do a lot of like traveling and adventuring during the end of follicular and ovulatory phase is because when you're traveling, you don't have as much, um, I don't want to say control, but, uh, you don't have as much like 
I guess control for lack of better words over your food and what you're eating. But when you're on your period and you also kind of just want to be nestled anyway, to be at home or be somewhere where you can really cook yourselves these nourishing grounding foods and meals to replenish your body, just replenish and restore. So I really just go by principles now um, in terms of the food instead of being like, here a specific grocery list, right? Like I even, I had this one ebook and I still do, but I changed it up called Hormone Harmony and I had those grocery lists. And I did have a little asterisk of like, you know, but eat whatever you want throughout your, your cycle. Yeah, yeah. Because I know I've gotten that question so many times and I it makes me wonder how many people have that same question, but haven't reached out, you know, haven't taken that extra step to actually reach out. And they're asking, can I not eat a, an apple or whatever you name the food outside of this phase? And my response is always, of course, course you can. I love bananas. I have, if I have them on hand, I almost have one every single day. I love them. They are delicious. And I love pairing it with some, you know, cashew butter or whatever. So I usually just do the principles. Um, and did I answer your question? I'm like, what was the original question? Yeah, I did. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're going through the cycles. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really great. I mean, it's, it's, what I'm what I'm gathering from it is that it's this is not like when paleo became cool and it was like you can eat these things you can't eat these things go and have as much bacon as you want it's really a matter of kind of feeling into what is your your body's craving because there's probably a reason your body's craving that there's going to be different nutrient needs as you go through this follicular phase and luteal phase with ovulation and menstruation at the end of each of those right. respectively your body's going to be craving different things for different reasons and uh, in that intuitive eating sort of concept is becoming more popular now than just these fast and easy shopping lists, which, you know, may work for one person, but not work at all for you. And then you're wondering like, what the hell did that, that Nathan Riley guy tell me to do again? (laughs) Yeah. And to, yeah, just to have that, like, you know, that general framework of like, okay, I want to buy some foods this week that are higher in magnesium or higher in zinc. And then like having that list, I think is that can be healthy, right? Um, I mean, even having those face specific grocery lists can be very healthy as long as you have the, the understanding that you're not restricted to just those foods that, you know, the world is your oyster. The world is your smoothie bowl. Um, but there are specific foods as well during the luteal phase that can really boost, uh, and support healthy progesterone levels as well. So, you know, there are certain things that I, that I recommend. Um, I used to be, uh, a very strictly vegan and, you know, a lot of that tied into some of it tied into my eating disorder, some of it tied into being an herbalist and, you know, being like, I can get everything I need from plants. Right. And the last six months has been a very healing journey of adding animal protein sources back into the way that I eat. And one of those being oysters during the luteal phase, I have loved my body has just been like pretty much everything that I've been giving it has been like slurping it up after seven years of, you know, not consuming any of it. My body's just like, yes. Um, so really listening to that, right. And not ignoring those signals and those cues that you're getting, which so many of us do on a daily basis, right? Even if it's like, oh, I'm having a headache right now or a tension headache, but I'm going to keep working and staring at my little computer screen. It's like, no, take that as your sign that you need to go stand outside for 20 minutes and have your feet, bare feet in the grass and take a break from technology. 
So it's all these little signs that we get on a daily basis and to listen to them instead of just doling them and ignoring them because then we're not doing anything better than what birth control does to us, which Mm. doles down the, it dials down the knob, it turns off the signals. So to really listen to yourself, it's a forever journey, but one that's so worth it for all genders, all ages, at all times of life. It's just always worth it. Yeah. Amazing. We we've hit a, we've hit an hour, and I don't want to diminish anything you've said. I think it's hard to summarize it though, and so I'm just going to leave it and let it speak for itself. A few key principles for me that I'm learning from you, which I actually think are probably applicable to men as well, because when men do seed cycling, they actually feel better. You know that they're we are going through hormonal shifts with the lunar cycles as well, but it's just not as mm-hmm. clarified because of course we're yeah. not we're not inextricably linked with nature the way that women are, which has been the greatest boon and the greatest detriment at the you know at the at the hands of the medical system pushing women healers out of the space. I will and I will just leave it at that. That's that's a, a bigger topic for a different time. But uh, I imagine that everybody would benefit from being a little bit more intuitive with their eating. Getting off of birth control as, as quickly as possible, helping to restore the gut health, and then thus restoring the immune, endocrine, and um, nervous systems as a result. Working with somebody like you can help facilitate that. And it really all comes down to what feels right to you. And if you're feeling like somebody's recommending something that just isn't working for you, it probably isn't working for you. And it's time to take a step back and to reconsider. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that kind of summarizes it? Absolutely. And especially, like, listen to that womb feeling. I mean, that's why, you know, things like muscle testing, that it's it's real, it works, like your body knows best. Yeah. And you can feel when something just doesn't feel right, whether it's a, a food, a supplement, a person, a relationship, a job, you know. Yeah. And to really explore the belief that you may have that you're just stuck in whatever the situation is, to explore that a little bit more whether it's journaling or meditation. Mm. And I think you'll be really surprised at what comes out of it. Yeah. Amen. Well, if, if, if anything that you've oh. said today resonates with anybody out there, how can they find you to work with you specifically? And how can they find Please your, your supplements? Find me. Well, okay. So full disclosure, I am actually, my partner and I talk about going in the flow. We got one-way tickets, bought one-way tickets to Europe for August 1st. So I will no longer be seeing anyone one-on-one during that time. I'm really going to try and be present. And with the time change, it'll be too difficult. So if you want to see anyone one-on-one, see Nathan. <laughs> He's awesome. He's amazing. But please do come over, follow me, follow my brand. My name is at the Maddie Miles on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And then there's Peace Love Hormones as well. Everything's linked up within my Instagram page. So if you just go over there, you'll be able to find links to our website, our herbal remedies. Uh, They're all organic as well. Third-party tested for purity and potency. And you'll be able to find everything just in that one hub of going over to my Instagram page. Um, If you don't have Instagram, you just want to go straight to the website peacelovehormones.com and our podcast is Peace Love Hormones on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So check us out. Nathan and I's episode is going to release in a week from now. Oh yeah. So that will be up on there. Mm-hmm. And so many good things happening have already happened and will continue to happen. So Thank Beautiful. you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for having me, Nathan. You're very welcome. My pleasure. Anytime, Maddie. We'll link everything in the show description and uh, have fun in Europe. This will be released probably after you get back from Europe or while I'm at Burning Man. 
and uh, we'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll get a flood of traffic while I'm in the desert, not answering my phone for any reason under the sun. So um, <laughs> well, it's a win-win. Well, in that case, if, if I'm back, yes, you will. You can for sure book with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank I you, Maddie. Alza la frente en alto y camina bien. Alza la frente en alto. Alza la frente en alto y camina. Alza la frente en alto. Alza la frente en alto y camina bien. Alza la frente en alto. Well, thank you, Maddie, for just coming in and showing up in the way that you do. I feel very grateful to know Maddie. She has a great podcast, by the way. It's called Peace, Love, and Hormones. I definitely think you should check that out. She actually had me on the show not too long ago. And um, her website is also peacelovehormones.com. You can shop through her supplements. Um, you can listen to her podcast there. You can look at the ingredients, read about her bio. Like this is the real deal. Just like doctors go to school for certain things, herbalists go to school for certain things. And this is what she does. So go find Maddie Miles at peacelovehormones.com. She's an integrative health practitioner herbalist. Thank you, Maddie, for spending some time with me today. Our four sponsors for this episode, Fullwell Fertility. Go to fullwellfertility.com, use code BELOVED10 and save on the best prenatal vitamins, men's virility vitamins, fish oil, and uh, nourish nerves, their, uh, their, their nervous system tonic to help ease your mind and, and ease into the evening, um, especially if you've got a really stressful life like I do with little babies running around. Um, Immune Intel HCC, go to the Medicine, the Medicine Podcast and uh, find their medicine cabinet and you can use code BELOVED10 to save 10% on myceliated shiitake mushrooms uh, encapsulated as a way of balancing out your adrenals and your stress hormones, support your immune system and all the interconnectivity within all of your immune cells, specifically your natural killer and T cells. And clear HPV, if you're a female or a man who has persistent HPV and you're worried about it, slowly changing the architecture of your cervical cells and mutating them and causing them to become precancerous or even cancerous, take care of it, start yoni steaming, support yourself through diet, movement, stress, sleep, etc., and start taking immune intel HCC you're not going to regret it. There's very, very little that could go wrong with this. There's only benefit from a product like this because it's a functional food. So please support them. Bioptimizers, of course, they make Magnesium Breakthrough, which is one of the best sleep aids on the market. Go to magbreakthrough.com slash holisticobgyn. And if you buy three bottles or more, you're going to get some extra goodies, including their Masszymes, their P3OM, and their HCL Breakthrough, all important medicines that I've got in my cabinet that I use on a regular basis. And last but not least, Organifi. They generally don't need much introduction, but I've gotten to know Drew Canole, the owner, um, and and I just believe so much in these products. And I feel so good when I take their red juice. The red juice has red beet, rhodiola, all these functional mushrooms, some digestive enzymes, prebiotic powders. Um, you can go to Organifi.com slash beloved and save 20% on your purchase there. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, why wouldn't I just do this? Like, if you're going to supplement with anything, go to a company that cares about, you know, the quality of the ingredients. They're all organic, gluten-free, glyphosate residue-free, non-GMO. Like, it's literally everything you could possibly want in a supplement. That's Organifi. Thanks for supporting the sponsors, guys. It's a great way to support the show. If you've ever wanted, like, gosh, I wish he would continue making these. Well, we've got to show up and put our money where where we know it belongs, in the way that we want to see the world evolving. And that starts with supporting the sponsors in order to support shows like this. Another thing you can do is if you haven't given a five-star review, go to iTunes or Spotify, leave a review. 
leave a review or just like click that five stars. The algorithm only cares about that. And I want to continue to see the show rise in the rankings. I want to get the, I want to be at the top of the top because this show, as you know, is super unique in the women's health world. And uh, I feel very grateful to be able to continue doing it. The show is a 501c3. Nothing here is, is uh, medical advice. It's all educational. If you do want medical advice or you want to join my collaborator program, that's all available at belovedholistics.com. Join my PCA. And then once you're in, you have an access to my menu of service, which includes one-off consultations, or you can buy a package of time with me to work on some long, you know, if it took 10 years to develop this issue, it's probably going to take at least several months to get you on the right track. So it's always better just to save money by buying a package, but to each his own. Not everybody wants to save money, I guess. <laughs> I'm being snarky now. And then, um, of course, if you're a coach, check practitioner, you're any type of um, healthcare professional, including midwives, of course. I've got a lot of midwives in my program. You can join my collaborator program and have an MD consultant on your team to run anything under the sun by. And you know, I've got some pretty high-profile people in the program. I won't name them out there. But um, I have learned so much through the process of working with coaches out there and really catering this program to the needs of people out there who are doing great work, who also are sort of disillusioned with the medical industrial complex. So all of that is available at BelovedHolistics.com. My next uh, episode is with none other than Emily Abbott, former CrossFit phenom. That's episode 86. We're going to talk about big muscles and bigger orgasms. Her whole platform is called The Sensual Athlete. And while she is still lean and strong and flexible and tough and, 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 and can go all day in the gym, she's also now embracing the more sensual side of being a woman without losing the strength. You know, in, in, in other words, reframing strength as a form of sensuality and vice versa. So you don't want to miss that episode. In fact, you know what? I'll meet you there. I'll see you in a couple of days back here on the Holistic OBGYN podcast, everybody. Take care. Good job, Dada.